0: Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this
1: is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest installment of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Roger Best, and Roger is a well-known author and consultant to many top corporations. His book, Market-Based Management, is used at top MBA programs and by many Fortune 500 companies. Uh, he's actually now the author of a new book called The Marketing Metrics Handbook, and he's begun to write a series of blogs on marketing metrics. So, uh, without further ado, Roger, welcome.
0: Welcome, thank you, Linda.
1: Okay, Roger, can you give us, first of all, a brief overview uh, on your background and what led you to create this Marketing Metrics Digital Handbook?
0: Well, thanks, Linda, uh, and thanks for inviting me. Uh, I started at General Electric as an engineer and uh, then went to product management. And while there, I completed my MBA and later went on for a Ph.D. But it was in my uh, MBA training that I first noticed marketing's kind of, uh, I would say, laxness about measurement and it, 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 it drove me to the subject because it had so much creativity and, and opportunity for uh, individual kind of thought. But at the same time, I always felt like there had to be more uh, to, to, to the tying things down and how to report results and, and how to measure performance. So it, it started then, and I guess it, it followed me my whole career as I got into executive education Uh, When people would ask me more specific questions about how to measure what sound like very nice ideas like value pricing or customer value. So it's been a pursuit of mine for many, many years, and it culminated in this digital handbook.
1: That's great, and and I know marketing people like to think of ourselves as as creative, so we we kind of get a little bit nervous by all this measurement stuff, right? So it's not something that comes naturally to a lot of marketing folks. So tell us, when you say marketing metrics, what exactly do you mean by marketing metrics, and why is it so important that we as as marketing professionals use metrics?
0: Well, again, uh, there's plenty of room for art and creativity uh, in engineering, uh, Accounting, but they also have to have metrics to, you know, represent their work. And think about going to the doctor and how many metrics your physician uses in, a, in an evaluation of your annual physical. That's and a good point. And think about driving your car, or taking it in for its annual or normal checkup, and all the metrics that are used to calibrate. You know, what's going right, what's going wrong. And think about your colleagues around the business, whether they're in accounting, human resource management, or manufacturing they're able to precisely report a very, very important performance metrics that allow the company to see if things are, there's some problems or if things are going smoothly. Marketing, quite frankly, has been a little bit lax. We, we don't have a credible toolkit. And There's been some surveys done by, some, by Booz Allen, for, for example, that shows that over half the CEOs interviewed felt that marketing didn't have a credible set of metrics to communicate their story. And, right. and the stories. You know, intriguing, but if I'm giving you a lot of money and you can't articulate the return on that, then it gets a bit more complicated.
1: And it seems more as we we get into uh, economic situations where we're being asked to do more with less. Uh, people are coming back to us and saying, "Show us what what you
0: achieved with the money we gave you." So That's I, exactly I think you're right. And, and sometimes yeah. if you're underfunded, you, you have to make a case for more funding, even in tough times. But if you're, if you're underfunded and you're missing the opportunity because of that, it's because we haven't been able to articulate our, our profitability uh, metrics or performance metrics in a way that help us get the funding we need.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We haven't been able to show specifically the value that we bring back to the organization in a dollar and cents type of way. So how does this new digital handbook help marketing managers and professionals better manage their products and markets?
0: Well, first of all, uh, Linda, adults learn differently than um, when we were students. That's for uh, sure. Uh, we, 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 and we're also time compressed. Uh, we don't have long attention spans. And uh, while we might enjoy reading a novel on a plane, we, we, we're not going to be able to take the same approach to uh, looking at a, a marketing metrics. So my approach is to create a, a, a set of tools, a software handbook, Um, It's not a novel. It means you can go anywhere in the handbook and on two pages, two facing pages, easily understand a metric. I I emphasize the word easy because that has been one of the barriers to using marketing metrics. They've been presented as overly complex and mathematical intimidating uh, equations, and they don't need to be. So so I come from a very practical uh, background, and I I took special efforts uh, to sit in the shoes of a manager so that the information is presented in two or three sentences. Here's how it's measured. Here's how it relates to profitability. And here's an interactive piece of software to help you understand how it works. And then from there, put your own data in. So, and then there's other features and functions. Like managers say, "Oh, that's great, but how do I get this data out of this book now?" Or there's right. half this graph. And so we created print, uh, cut and paste functions things you can export to Excel, you can import. So I don't want to overdo the the features and functions at this point, but we try to think of every way that people would use to create the ease of use feature as well.
1: I think that's really important because I, I know personally every time I, I talk about metrics, I, I see people's eyes glaze over and they get very nervous and, oh, my God, I'm going to have to learn all these accounting things, et cetera. And it's just this fear of this. So anything we can do to make it simple to use and simple to uh, incorporate in our daily lives has got to be a big win. So can you give us an example of a few companies who have used marketing metrics or, or just a few marketing metrics and how they might be used um, perhaps by some uh, some organizations that we're familiar with? Absolutely.
0: I think, um, first of all, the, the, our website uh, marketingmetricshandbook.com has a uh, 15 blogs on marketing metrics. They're all short, one page, heavily graphic, bullet point—the way managers like to get information. So, you you could go there and, and at no charge just read those and just begin to become more comfortable with certain marketing metrics. Second, um, let's just take uh, marketing profitability. Mm-hmm. This is a, a important starting point, and we need to be able to communicate to the CFO and the, and the general management what their return on investment is for the marketing strategy they fund. And so chapter one, and on the website there's a tutorial one. It's 10 minutes. There's no charge. You can look at it. It deals with the whole topic of marketing profitability from a very, very, I don't want to say basic to insult anybody, but easy-to-use, intuitive steps, and we use Apple, Apple uh, Inc, Inc., of course, uh, as an example, and their performance in the area of marketing ROI and all the marketing profitability metrics is stellar, so it's a great example to highlight a great company and to show you in 10 minutes how you can capture marketing profitability metrics, uh, three of them, at the corporate level the regional level, the market level, and the and the product level, uh, very very easily. That's, that's one example. Um, market share, of course, is a key uh, marketing variable. Often in planning our future share, it's it's we pick a number and say, well, that's what it's bigger than the one that is basically. But there's never any articulation of how you get there. So we have a market share performance metrics that is very very intuitive. And a manager can easily, in five or 10 minutes, build a share tree and come back and revise it later, populate it with some estimates from their own, you know, experience, further validate it later if they want to with other people's opinions and surveys, but then get to a much more rigorous um, estimate of what's their share potential and uh, how much of our share potential are we capturing. So this becomes a, a share metric uh, series. Last one, Linda, it really, very quickly. In that, that example, uh, we have a uh, used Southwest Airlines in, yeah, okay. in our uh, some case studies. Uh, value pricing metrics. Uh, value pricing is very very important, and there are some metrics and tools that help managers, you know, pick the one that they want to use, not necessarily all of them, and and then understand that tool and how the value pricing works and what the value pricing metric looks like. And we use a variety of consumer electronics pro- pro- products that uh, help illustrate that. Again, these are things a manager can do in five minutes. Uh, save, go back later, change the data, resave, uh, share with others uh, electronically, and, and continue to improve their data. So the handbook is a bit of a a digital warehouse of your thinking uh, as you evolve in your use of the handbook. That's great.
1: So, so tell me, and I'm a big believer in, in metrics, Roger, but do we have any evidence really that using these has made a difference? in uh, In marketing performance or profitability, I mean we look at a company like Apple that is it just seems like everything they do is right these days. so uh what if we're not Apple? How could we use um marketing metrics and, and what evidence is there that
0: this really does make a difference that's great and, and Apple is a great company, and marketing metrics didn't make them that. They may not even use the marketing metrics that's when we apply the marketing metrics to what they're doing, we begin to understand why they're so successful. Now, they I don't know exactly what they do, uh, but they're, the, the metrics is are, are just a way for us to capture aspects of marketing performance. Okay. So our, our experience with um, three large Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500, uh, and over 400 employees and roughly um, 80 teams, um, it, this is going to be hard to swallow, but the average team, after going through a series of applying the handbook to their business. This, this, I'll get to this later. It's important that it's not an individual but a group of people, a team of people that can get around the, the, the concept, the metric, and say how do we use this and apply it to their corporation or, or product market situation. The average team at the end of reviewing the book and tracking the performance impact was over $5 million per team. That's wow. an absurd number. Of course, that's not realized incremental profit, but it is a, certainly a benchmark that says there's a lot of room for improvement. Wow, so there really is room
1: to, to make some difference here and, and really hit the bottom line. Wow, that's great. That's great. Now, I know in terms of using the Marketing Metrics Handbook, uh, one of the things that you talk about is team-based actionable learning. Can you tell us more about what that is and, and how that might
0: work? Yeah, I V well, Lena, thank you. For many years I did um executive training in, in in many, many, many large corporations that you know everybody would recognize, like three M H P, uh Dow DuPont, etc., G E. And I always felt a little empty at the end of it in that people learned something but they couldn't make the next step. Yeah. In other words, one person or two went off to a learning experience and got a lot out of it, but the rest of the people on their team were back at the farm you know, churning, churning away at, at the day-to-day tasks. So there wasn't really the momentum or the tools to move forward. So I, I, while the book is set up for an individual to learn, um, I feel that the biggest opportunity for impact is to form a team. And, and In other words, teams of four or five or whatever, ten, in your company, one team or 100 teams, doesn't matter, and... Follow the, the, the program that we laid out, uh, and we don't have to be involved. It, it, you can, there's tutorials that help guide you through the book, uh, and, and apply it to your business. It, it's, it, I think it's inefficient. Uh, that's probably not the best word, but it's, it's, it, it doesn't have the impact when one person learns it and the other five or six on the team don't know what you're talking about.
1: Well, that's true, yeah.
0: Yeah, you've so got everybody to be speaking to be the same language. And there's also the interactive part of learning and sharing, and then also even like which metrics do we want to tackle? Or as we work through a chapter, um, maybe only one metric resonates with us, and so the team kind of collectively zero ins on zero ins on a metric, applies it and sees the potential and, and moves on, and and so that that I, that's what we call team-based actionable learning. We want the team, not a, not individual, but a group of people that work together to all get around and see any particular metric or all of them, and say, how does this apply to our company, and, and, and let's apply it, and we offer coaching if, if that's uh, desirable.
1: And that makes sense. Yeah, I've seen so many times both as a participant and as, and as an instructor when we had a great learning experience, and then you go back to your everyday life, and, and it somehow gets lost somewhere in, in translation. So I think it's great to get teams involved in working on real-world problems and seeing how this impacts
0: them. Well, your best questions usually come when you go to use it, but someone else is reading it to you or you're listening to it or on a a webcast or a a tutorial video uh, or in a lecture series. It all makes sense, but then the real learning we all know, I think, from personal experiences occurs when you apply it to your own situation. absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, Roger, tell us about if you want to learn more about metrics in the Marketing Metrics Handbook. Um, and I wanted to just let our listeners know that we will be having a webinar on June 3rd uh, where uh, Roger will be demonstrating the handbook for us. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can go to my website, which is www.L, the number two, the letter M as in Mary, so L2M for Leverage to Market, L2M and uh, and click on the uh, upcoming event for the Marketing Metrics um, webinar. So that's one way that you'll find out more about this. But tell us about some other ways that you might want to find out about um, more, more about metrics and how you can use them.
0: Well, the, our website we try to make as a learning site, not not a, a, a commercial selling site, because of this barrier to it being too difficult. So there's a lot of information available on, on our website, which, again, is... Simply www.marketingmetricshandbook.com. Obviously a little long, but easier to remember. Right. easy to remember. And and just to summarize a few things that are there for you to to view. Uh, There's a five-minute intro video that shows how the book works. It's an electronic book. And we're very proud of it. It's very interactive. We actually have a patent pending uh, on the, the developmental software that was used to create it. There's, there's also um, a Chapter 1 tutorial, which is 10 minutes. So if you wanted to say, okay, well, I, I'd like to see how easy it is to approach the topic of marketing profitability uh, with, with, it, with using Apple as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a Marketing Metrics Blogs um, link uh, or uh, tab on the website that takes you to um, – a list of uh, categories of marketing metrics, and 15 marketing metric blogs. Uh, five of them are devoted to Chapter 1 of uh, the marketing profitability because we, we feel that is such an important base point. If all marketers could feel comfortable about how they measure marketing profits, uh, whether it's for a marketing communications campaign, uh, a new product launch, uh, a region in Europe, uh, a, a, a specific product or product line, and the same metric is used all the way up to the company, we can trail, we can actually see how every, every piece of the investment contributes to the overall marketing profits of the corporation, and we take time to illustrate in that module, our uh, set of modules, or blogs, how that collectively impacts overall profits, earnings per share, and actually share price. I know mm-hmm. that's a big leap, but um, it's all connected, not perfectly, but we do play a role uh, at, our, at all levels of the organization in managing marketing profits. The other uh, piece there, and this is the last one I'll, I'll mention, there are others. Is there's a 30-day free demo for those that are, are more interested in, in seeing it how the book works and its features and functions? So that that's another way to dig deeper into. Uh, the ease of use, and um, what hopefully is a, a compelling uh, product to help you uh, better manage your, your marketing performance. That's great. That's
1: wonderful. Well, this has been great, Roger, and I do appreciate your taking the time to talk about this because it's such an important topic for marketing professionals. Are there any final closing words of wisdoms you'd like to share with us before we, uh, before we end here? Well,
0: I, I, I think we, as marketing professionals, really need to take more responsibility uh, for our communication of uh, our performance. And, uh, you know, we don't have to make this overly complicated. If you think about an HR manager, they're not the necessarily most mathematical people in the world, but they can report, you know, absenteeism, productivity measures. They have quite a few metrics compared to the marketing that are all related to the, the bottom line of a corporation. We don't, necessarily have as many as those of those, and so um, we, we really need to step up, uh, get our hands around at least a few, it doesn't have to be hundreds, so let's say five, and make them credible, be able to communicate them, and, and gr- gain the credibility of, of the other functions and the senior management. And one last thing, uh, Linda, I'd like to say, marketing metrics, for many of them, are external leading indicators of performance. Yep. Most business metrics are internal result metrics, things we've already done. Mm-hmm. So There's another dimension of an importance that marketing can get out there and look at customer expectations about, do I intend to rebuy? Well, gee, everything might look good now, but six months from now, it might go south. If we have that right metric in place, it could, it could really save the day. And
1: it's sort of going back to your original analogy. It's like going to the doctor and he's checking your blood pressure and he's checking your cholesterol and, you know, a number of other things because uh, maybe he can do some things that will make some uh, changes before you have a, a real life-threatening emergency. Yeah, so but the to same prevent a heart of,
0: attack rather than Exactly.
1: Having... Exactly. Yeah, so once you've got your pulse on the metrics, you know what they're going up or down and if they're in the right range and what you need to do to, uh, to change and make things better. Well, that's great. Thank you, Roger. I really appreciate your being here with us today. And just to remind everyone, if you're interested in the webinar, please uh, check our website, and we'll have a, a link on, on the podcast site as well. If you'd like more information about the, uh, the digital handbook, you can go to www.marketingmetricshandbook.com. And, Roger, thank you again for being with us. Thanks, Linda. Okay, terrific. And this is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. We'll see you next time.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.